One of the projects that I took part in in 2016 was an anthology entitled 100 Voices of Inspiration, Awakening, and Empowerment. And it was a group of, gosh, 25 or 30 of us. And we wrote about 1,500 words, uh, maybe 3,000 words, depending. And it was just on a story of something that we had overcome. So to start out this second episode, I would like to read my segment of my portion of this anthology. I do apologize for the background noise. The cats are active at night. And uh, mine is called A Hard Decision by H.M. Brinson. That's me. Embarrassment is an emotional state worse than fear when it comes to domestic violence. I am a survivor of an abusive relationship. It took two years for me to be able to admit that. This was after eight years of being abused by my ex and trying to hide it. However, it is a fact. Even now as I write, I am still struggling to come to terms with the level of success I've been able to achieve on a small scale because of getting out of such a dangerous situation. I am also, for the first time, admitting that it took a great amount of strength and determination to move forward. There is no amount of advice that can prepare someone for the difficulties of making a decision when he's had enough. There is no amount of persuasion that will convince one to take back a relationship that is no longer wanted. The thing is that for a domestic violence victim, it can take a long time to come to that point if it is arrived to before there is permanent or or irreversible hurt. As I was going through counseling and as I attempted to get help from the state attorney, the police, my family, and others, there was an underlying theme. Everyone talked about fear and Stockholm Syndrome and low self-esteem, and I'm not trying to discount those valid points. But one thing that I had not heard emphasized is the amount of embarrassment involved for a victim of domestic abuse. You see, no victim ever wants to talk about the abuse she suffers at the hands of someone who is supposed to love her. This is the most hurtful, shameful, and embarrassing part of being a victim. Luckily, when in polite company, it's not something that will be talked about in one's face. The downside of this is that there is a false sense of security in the illusion of keeping the secret. Because it is not a secret. Not ever. It will not be a surprise to those who know you best that you are being abused, just as it will not be a secret when you finally walk away from the relationship. This is not to say that you will do so unscathed. There will be scars. There will be tumultuous feelings of loneliness. There will be internal questions and guilt. The barrage of emotions will be overwhelming at times. However, I'm here to say that you can do this. Nothing worth doing is ever easy. And as they say, Rome was not built in a day. Sorry about that. My cat's using the litter box while I'm reading to you. (laughs) If you are a victim of abuse, people know. Your neighbors know. They hear your screams at night. 
your co-workers know because they see how disheveled and stressed you appear to be after an episode. Your kids know because they are often the ones who throw themselves in front of the blows to keep you safe. There is an entire network of people who are aware that abuse is happening. However, no one can get you out of an abusive situation and keep you out of it but you. I want to share a little bit of my story and my triumph with hopes that it will inspire someone who is experiencing something like this to take the steps to save their life. So I bring up this whole embarrassment thing because I wanted to share an episode that I endured, one episode that I endured that's going to add a nice segue into the following segment um, about something else that I noticed um, happening more frequently. Anyway, so when I was in my relationship, my, um, my abusive relationship, there was a period of time where we had a mutual friend come and spend, I believe it was a week, with us in our apartment. And we, all three of us, had known each other since high school. And so it wasn't a big deal to have this this young man come and stay with us because, I mean, when I met them, those two were pretty much inseparable. Um, he... The guy who stayed with us had dated a very close friend of mine, so we all knew each other. Anyway, the point is, he came and stayed with us for a week. One of these, one of the nights that he was there, my ex and I had gotten into a disagreement. I don't even remember what the disagreement was about. I just know that he got so upset with me and I was sitting on the couch and he started to, well, let me say, we started to argue and he jumped up and walked over to me and stood up over me and this mutual friend of ours jumped up out of the other chair and came over and got in front of him and said, oh no, what are, What do you think you're doing? That's a female. Don't you dare walk up on her like that. Are you, are you serious right now? That's a female, dude. You don't do that. And to me, that is something that I always remember, even though I have cut ties with a lot of people, including this gentleman that I knew because I cut ties with a lot of people that we were mutual friends with in that past life as a part of my healing. It just always stuck with me as, man, that was really... I felt like, number one, I was embarrassed because now the secret was out that this man that I've been with and we've a baby together and he 
will walk up on me and fight me like a man. You know what I mean? And then the second part of that was, yo, this is really for the other gentleman. This is really a friend of mine because he's getting in between and telling him, cut that out right now. That's a female. Are you crazy? You got to go through me because you're not doing that here. And I felt like, yeah, that's how a guy is supposed to behave, especially when he is sticking up for a friend. And there wasn't anything romantic in between this guy and I. As I said, he was totally in love with a very close girlfriend of mine. And he just would not stand for the nonsense. And it got heated because my ex at the time was the type of person where you stand in between him and what he feels his target is, then he's going to try to get around you. So that turned into something else, which was, you know, now he's trying to keep this man off of me until he calms down. So... I don't know. It just, I just remember it sometimes because I know that, I know that it's not right when some, when a person is abusive to someone that they're with. And this is not only for women, this goes for men too, because I think that men also are victims of abuse and violence. I think that men are more embarrassed because they're supposed to be the stronger sex. And if they are with someone who slaps them in public or talks down to them or even is financially abusive, they are reluctant to seek out help or counseling or a restraining or anything. They're reluctant to do it because the stigma associated with it is something that is significant. I'm sorry, that is symbolic of weakness. And I just wanted to get across that I don't think it is weak at all to try and leave a situation that is toxic for you and toxic for your dependents. If it doesn't feed your soul, good things, then you don't need it. And that's just the way it goes. Now, everyone's situation is different and things can be complicated and etc. I'm speaking of a very narrow kind of experience at this particular moment, but it was a memory that I sometimes go back to in my counseling sessions and just as I sit and reflect and then sometimes as I'm writing I will base a character on this friend that we had because in some ways his standing up for the right thing idealizes what should happen anyway as far as just doing the right thing Love is not supposed to hurt in that way. Not physically, not emotionally, not financially, not spiritually. It's not supposed to be painful like that. And I just thought that that was 
an interesting memory to just feed into what we're talking about today. So anyway, I hope that you all enjoy the segment where I've read the excerpt. In the next episode, I'm hoping to read another excerpt from the book that is currently published, as well as to read an excerpt from a new one that will be published later on this year. Please click on the link to let me know your thoughts, leave me a voicemail, or send me an email at hasinabwrites at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Hasina B. Writes. Thank you for listening. So another thing that I wanted to mention um, was that I was watching. Well, actually, I guess I just wanted to say that I noticed in the recent, you know, months that this issue with domestic violence has been something that has been brought to the forefront on television and on some of the reality shows, it's been addressed as survivors are talking about their stories. I'm not sure if it is just because, you know, we got time now, you know, it's a pandemic and people are really focusing more of their energy inward, or if it was just always meant to be something that was you know, one of those things that was what's done in the dark is brought to the light kind of thing. I was watching this reality show. I didn't watch tonight's episode, but I wanted to talk about the last two weeks where I was watching Marriage Boot Camp and I noticed that there were a couple, well, there was one abusive situation in particular with a young man whose name is Vado, or that's the name he goes by. And this young woman, uh, Instagram model, video vixen named Tahiri, I don't know her last name, but I do know that she used to date this uh, famous gentleman who also has a podcast, uh, Joe Budden. And of course, they're not dating anymore, but the young man that she is dating, they were participating in an activity to build trust and communication with the couples. And during the during the activity she got frustrated and she walked out of the activity early and the activity was you know it was every time it was an accountability activity and every time your partner does this certain thing you're supposed to shock them or since one of the participants was pregnant you know you squirt her with the water gun or something like that just to remind her that what you're doing is breaking down our level of communication So Vado and Tahiri had this volatile exchange and she walked away. Later on, at least the way it was edited in the kitchen, she got so upset that she grabbed two apples out of the fruit bowl and hit him full on in the face with them. And I mean, she wound up like baseball, not softball, and hit him, boom, in the face with these apples. Now when this happened, Nobody that was in the kitchen moved. There was the, oh, wow. Nobody moved. The young man who was hit didn't move. The young ladies didn't chastise her that we saw on the taping. And the gentleman, the security, nothing. She left the room. And then later on, or probably right after that, 
all the couples had to meet in the next room to discuss the activity that they were supposed to have been participating in for the communication building. As she was talking, this young man looked at her, which I don't even see how she could sit next to him after hitting him in the face with something, but that's a whole other conversation. After she started talking, he jumped up and snatched her up by the collar and started, you know, talking to her and saying things like, you lucky I don't put my hands on you. And once again, nobody moved except Dr. Ish, who was the coordinator of the activity and the security. None of the men in the room moved to say, hey, man, you don't put your hands on a female. None of the women did anything except kind of lean back out of the way as though this was something that was not unexpected and not unusual. And that is the issue. It's accepted. And it's not just in our culture. It's just accepted behavior for people to be violent to one another. Later on in the show, this young man was villainized, which, okay, you don't put your hands on a female. And contrary to what he may believe, grabbing her up by the scruff of her collar like she is an urchin who just took your wallet, that's aggressive. And you never want to do that. That's not okay. However, let's go back to her hitting him in the face with Granny Smith apples. That's not okay either. This is violent. This is abusive. This is not something that she was chastised for. And even though maybe she was off camera, the narrative that they're painting is no matter what she does, you don't put your hands on her. Well, here's the problem with that. It's not okay just because you're female to attack someone or be aggressive to someone. That's a problem. There's a personal space issue there. I think that there are a lot of things that are happening nowadays and that are coming to the forefront that show that there are personal problem issues. There are other things that I could go into in other podcast episodes to talk about this, but just because you're irritated or just because you feel a certain type of way doesn't mean that you have the right to put your hands on someone. I was taught that you keep your hands to yourself. You keep your body parts to yourself. And I guess the thing that really surprised me is that no one, no one reacted at all. (laughs) Not to her hitting him in the face with apples and not to him snatching her up. Is this how we really want to treat each other? This is what our kids are seeing, let's be honest. As a confession, I didn't make a decision to walk out of my relationship completely until my two oldest children saw me strangled in front of them and almost lose consciousness. But they've seen it now, you know? So it's definitely something that I thought was interesting just because the way that the entire thing was handled just was 
it was weird to me. It seemed like there should be something wrong with that. And it should have been addressed properly on both sides, not just villainizing one side, but addressing both and showing that, hey, you can't just hit him because he made you mad. Like, that's crazy. And then showing him, hey, you walk away, man. Were you in danger? Walk away. So that was just my two cents on that. Looking at it through different eyes, I suppose. Let me know your thoughts, your comments. Shoot me an email at hasinabwrites at gmail.com. H-A-S, like Sam, I-N-A, be like boy, writes, W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. I really hope that you will continue to patronize this podcast. And as it improves and we and I add more to it, I hope that you will enjoy the growth with me. Have a great night, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast, Three Different Eyes. I do apologize that this episode is just a few days late. I wanted to wait and see what was happening with some of the um, things that I had been keeping an eye on in the media. First of all, I was watching what was happening on Marriage Boot Camp with Tahiri and Vado that I talked about in my last episode. And I find that I am unsatisfied with the way that it showed that the entire situation was handled. I am by no means taking his side or her side. However, I can say that there were things that were done wrong on both sides. I am not excusing Tahiri's behavior in throwing apples at this young man and hitting him in the face on camera. And I am not excusing him snatching her up by the collar later on in the episode. I do, however, have an issue with the way that the situation was handled because it is as though, oh my gosh, Vado, you can't put your hands on a woman. You weren't supposed to do that. You weren't supposed to do that. Now, I get that it was a delayed reaction. I understand that. However, there was nothing nothing said at least as far as I could see on camera to Tahiri about throwing something at someone mama didn't teach you or grandma didn't teach you to keep your hands to yourself and don't go around throwing things at people and assaulting folks I don't know anyway I also wanted to bring up another important celebrity situation that came up within the last few weeks. Uh, Megan the Stallion was assaulted and shot in the foot or feet by someone that she was dating. They had left a party. They got into an argument. The story goes that she was trying to exit the vehicle and that he shot at her. Now, to me, it sounds like, okay, so they were having an argument about something. 
things got heated. She pulled over or had whoever was driving pull over. She got out of the car and walked away from him. That made him feel disrespected. So he pulled a gun and tried to shoot her. Maybe his security person knocked his hand down or off to the side and those shots hit her foot. But either way, it was what could be considered a domestic situation. It wasn't in the house, but it was two people in a relationship having an argument that did turn violent. Now, I've heard a lot of people and I've read a lot of um, comments where people have said, oh, she got belligerent with him. Oh, she hit him. And she did respond on her Instagram and say that she did none of that. Why would you shoot her, though, is my question. Why would you do that? Why is that your reaction? Now, these comments were made by people who weren't in the vehicle with them. Were they arguing? Maybe she said something that got under his skin? Don't know. Maybe she didn't say much of anything. Don't know that either because I wasn't in the vehicle. However, what I do know is that this young man was bothered enough to take out a deadly weapon and try to do her harm. Now, I don't know about y'all, but my daddy told me you don't pull your gun out unless you have an intent to, to use it. So clearly this young man, Tory Lanez, I don't know his given name, but Tory Lanez is the stage name he goes by, had an intent to harm this young lady. Now, that is the problem. Why do we get so angry at each other in personal relationships to where we feel as though we need to cause the other person physical harm? Should it be that awful of an argument to where you feel like you just got a blackout and hurt someone? I wonder if some of these things that are happening, these, these violent episodes, these things that are causing one person to seriously injure another aren't just projections of a deeper issue that we're having that may have been unresolved from a different relationship, whether it was from childhood or adulthood or teenage trauma or something. I just find it to be very scary and very sad that you can't even disagree with someone for fear that their level of aggression may get so out of hand as to put you in harm's way.